All right. Well, I want to get into this a little bit. We have seen so much already today, right? Um, the testimonies that take place in these events. I mean, you hear them. You, you hear the story. You hear. You understand. Just like what Tangie said, the family, the element that comes into this is is so real. All of us have got something to share. There, there's not a soul in this room today that's been a part of outdoor of Peterson Outdoor Ministries that couldn't stand here and share with you how it's impacted their life. We all have stories. I've now been with Petersons for 12 years, somewhere in there. Um, and, and just the stories that come from that are, are amazing. The testimonies that come from that are amazing. You know, we see so many lives changed. I played a little card game earlier. And, and we had themed this. Tron had actually asked me, he said, hey, we've got a theme. So do you think you could kind of give us a short message, which short message in me, that's kind of like asking Jeff Quality for a short story. Um, yeah, I told him I was going to send him this too, so I, I recorded that for him. But um, when, when, when Tron asked me, he said, I, I, you know, we have a theme of all in. Do you think you could put a message together? And I said, well, <laughs> I have a message already written, been waiting on a title. So God's already put some things together well before, and, and that's how he does things. He, he orchestrates ministries. He orchestrates people. He or, orchestrates testimony. Matter of fact, the Bible actually says that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, which is our surrender to Jesus Christ, and by the word of our testimony, our story of redemption. That was free. That's not my notes. Well, I'm going to share with you a message today called All In, and, and I... I, I get really nervous at these things. I get really nervous when I speak. Um, if I sound like I'm out of breath, like I've been climbing a mountain, eh, that's what's going to happen because I get kind of carried away in this. But I want to share with you this story, or this message called All In. And we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, verse 41 through 43. I like reading out the Amplified Version. It says, So then, those who accepted his message were baptized, and on that day about 3,000 souls were added to the body of believers. They were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles and to fellowship, to eating meals together and to prayers. A sense of awe was felt by everyone, and many wonders and signs attesting miracles were taking place through the apostles. Most everyone here today listening to this message are those who have received his word. Most of you here today have already accepted Christ. You've already surrendered your life. There might be some here that have not, and we'll talk with you as well. But choosing to follow him is simply making him Lord of your life. And when you talk about being Lord of my life, that's all of it. I've given, I've given God the keys to my house. He's the landlord. I don't do anything today in this life without him involved in it now. I could share my story. I won't. Some of you have heard it. I've been down a dark path. I've been in a very dark place. I understand what that means. I made God Lord of my life at that point, and I've never looked back. I can't, because nothing behind me is worth looking back to. I have to keep my eyes going forward. Choosing to follow him is simply going all in with everything you are and everything you do. All in. Mark chapter 12, verse 30 says that you'll love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. 
there's nothing else left. <laughs> if you love the Lord your God in that fashion, you're all in. Today, some folks claim to know Jesus, but they don't really follow him very well. In the early church, this kind of follower would have been very strange. You see, there, there are four all-in priorities that we see in Acts chapter 2. His disciples were devoted to these. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, the reading of the word. I might ask you today, when's the last time you were in your Bible? Don't need an answer for that, but I might ask you. Secondly, fellowship. Gathering in groups and enjoying each other's company. This was something that the apostles did constantly. All of Jesus' disciples did this. Three, they were breaking of bread, taking the Lord's Supper, and so much more. They actually broke bread together daily. And four, prayer. Talking with the Lord in many different forms of prayer. Prayer is way beyond some formal thing. It becomes a type of communication. You know, matter of fact, the Bible says the word to pray without ceasing. Well, listen, I would not recommend going around with your head bowed and your eyes closed. You're going to run into something, you know. But to be in that constant level of communication, that constant place of communion with God, that, that's praying without ceasing. There's not a moment of my day that he's not involved in. I, I know that sounds weird, but it, it's true. It, it takes a little practice. But it's putting everything that we do in our life in the essence of, of being in communion with God. Now, I don't just preach. <laughs> I do other things. I work on cars. I travel in and out of shops. You know, I travel all over the place. Preaching is one of the fun things I get to do. But even though when I'm in my normal element of everyday life, I'm still in communion with the Lord, always. As a follower of Jesus, these are things that, you're, that, that your heart, a heart filled with the Holy Spirit, we should desire this. We, we should desire this close communion this constant level of communion all the time. When we as a ministry, like this one, are all in and devoted to these behaviors, we'll experience the same things that the first followers of Christ saw in Acts chapter 2. In verse 43 it says, Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place in, through the apostles. This ministry here, those of us who have been involved with it for a while, have seen many things of awe. <laughs> We've seen lives changed. Tron talked of a, the, the trips that we take to Tennessee. I watched a professional baseball player one night in the middle of one of my messages. We had heard his story. The guy's name was Colby Rasmus, if any of y'all are baseball followers. Colby's got a horrific story. I mean, you wouldn't think that. The man's a professional ball player. Don't know what he's worth. He's retired now, but he had already shared his story. And in the midst of my message, it caught me completely by surprise because it's like somebody just shined a light on Colby. Colby changed. His countenance changed. Everything about him changed. And I'm looking around the room going, did anybody else just see this? I mean, and, and there are others had. Colby changed that night at the, just at the listening to God's word. We should all be thankfully and gladly choose to follow Christ. To follow them into a wonderful word of God, this incredible fellowship with each other. Remembrance and celebration by the table of the Lord. And an unlimited access to meet and talk with God. That should delight us. That should be something that we look forward to. It's not a duty. I don't go to church on Sunday morning because I'm supposed to. I go because I want to. 
I mean, listen, I got news for you. <laughs> if you invite somebody to church, hey, man, it's Sunday. I got to go to church. You want to go with me? No. <laughs> you know, I mean, would you? I mean, but there's got to be something exciting about our relationship with Christ. If you're not excited about it, I'm going to tell you, you might not be in the right place with him. You might need to consider some things. In this ministry, we've got a tremendous amount of different churches involved. They provide meals. They, they provide volunteers. They do all kinds of things, different levels of ministry all across this place. People. There's, there's folks from several states show up at these events. I myself am from Oklahoma. It takes me up four and a half hours to get here. And this year, the last two years, have been kind of weird. We haven't done a whole lot. But I come often. I, I make that journey all the time. I, I tell people all the time, my truck knows how to get here. Now I just point it in the right direction. I take a nap. About four hours later, I'm here. But... <laughs> One of the reasons that so many people get involved in this ministry is because of the things that we get to see happen in people's lives. There's all kinds of donor, donors. There's all kinds of landowners who open their properties up to us. What I want to ask you today is are you all in for walking into the throne room and getting saturated in his presence? You ever considered that? You ever considered what it's going to be like? To actually walk into the presence of the king? I mean, we, most of us have all these crazy ideas of like, boy, I get to see Paul or Peter. Or, Peter's a knucklehead, man. I love that guy. I can relate to Peter. I talk a lot about Peter. And, I, and I've used that, man. When, when I see him, I'm, I'm going to ask him some questions. Anybody ever want to ask some questions when you get there? You think we will? <laughs> Probably not. Because we're going to walk into the awe and the presence of the Almighty Himself. Questions are going to be off the table. Are you all in to taste and see that the Lord is good? Has He been good to you? I mean, is there anyone in here who could tell a story of how good God has been to them in your life? I think a lot of us could. Are you all into casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you? Anybody ever been ate up with anxiety, depression? God cares about you. Are you all in to hear the voice of your shepherd, the good shepherd who laid down his life for you? You know the words I want to hear? You want to want to know the words I want to long for? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. That should be something we're all so excited to hear. What's it going to take to get to that place? I got news for you. I'm not worthy of it. All I do is give him everything I have. There are times I fall flat on my face, but I get back up. I used to tell you, I youth pastor, where's the youth guys in here? I youth pastor for a lot of years. <laughs> I used to tell my youth all the time, pick the busiest street you know in your town. And what happens when you walk out into the middle of that street and you fall down? What should you do? Well, you better get up, right? I mean, it's not a complicated equation. You lay there, you're going to get run over. Get up, dust yourself off, and keep going. It's no newsflash that opportunities to be busy 
abound all around us. <laughs> we are the busiest people ever. Man, somebody calls me, I'm sitting on my sofa watching TV. What are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. <laughs> Isn't that where we're at today? I mean, we are the busiest people ever and we ain't going nowhere. Without strict vigilance, without prioritizing to determine what's important to us, we can wander off and get busy with just about anything. Some of the things that we get involved in might be important things, might even have good rewards. We've actually watched a lot of our younger volunteers get busy because they've got children. They're chasing them kids through all kinds of ball games and basketball and baseball or wherever it might be. Those are good things. Family's important. We just heard that. But have you ever heard it said that good is the enemy of great? So don't just settle for good. We need to, we need to reach for great. It's especially true when it comes to going all in spiritually. See, it's hard to conceive that Satan would allow us or help us get involved in good things, right? But consider with me this. Consider the lengths that he'll go to in order to keep you from things that honor the Lord. I busied my family with all kinds of good things in part of my life. But those busy things were to keep us out of the house of the Lord. Because I was running from him for a long time. Our enemy's a master manipulator of priorities. He manipulates our calendars. And he'll stop at nothing to, get, to disengage you from the things of the Lord. This year I want to challenge you to be all in. On the priorities the first church devoted themselves to daily. And they're clearly spelled out in Acts chapter 42. Or Acts chapter 2 verse 42 through 47. So they were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles, to the fellowship, the eating of meals, and to, and to prayer. The sense of awe was felt by everyone. Many wonders and signs and testing miracles were taking place to the apostles. And all those who had believed in Jesus as Savior were together and had all things in common, considering their possessions to belong to the group as a whole. And they began spell, selling their property and possessions and we're sharing the proceeds with all the other believers. Anybody got any good land you want to get rid of? <laughs> Just saying, it's, it's in here. <laughs> day after day they met in the temple area, continuing with one another in one mind. The breaking of bread with various, uh, pra praising God continually. And having favor with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved. We'll never experience all the power of God has for us without an all-in devotion to the things that bring the power that we read about in Pentecost. If we don't go all in, we're not going to get to experience everything that he has. See, the first believers, they turned their backs on their old lives, dead religion, all the abundant life only Jesus can provide. The first believers were not only transformed, but then continued in these heavenly activities, which activated and allowed the power of God to flow. I want to share with you some ways to go all in. All in with your faith. Anybody ever been a part of a fast? I'm not talking about eating fast, like fast. And see, we always equate it 
to fasting from food. Well, it's not necessarily that. You can fast from a multitude of things. Some of us need to fast from our entertainment. Some of us need to fast from that stupid cell phone we carry around. Some of us need to fast from, maybe it is food, our favorite things. But what is it about fasting that's so important? Is, is it just so that we don't eat something or don't do something? So the important part of a fast is that we put our time and our efforts into being, building that relationship with Christ. And we take that same amount of time that we import to other things and give it to him in the midst of a fast. Maybe, maybe it's a get into God's word a little bit more. I mean, that's not going to be, it's not going to be bad for anybody. I had someone, uh, I've, I've talked a lot about this recently, about hearing from God. What's one of the fastest ways you can hear from God? Getting his word. I mean, you want, you want to hear what God's saying? There's a whole book full of it. Getting his word. Let him speak to you through his scriptures. Develop personal growth plans. I'm not good at those. <laughs> Be consistent in weekend worship. Might ask you, do everybody here go to church every weekend? Oh, do we have to? It's hunting season. Fish are biting. <laughs> What's the old adage? I'd rather be a guy sitting in a boat thinking about God than a guy sitting in church thinking about fishing. <laughs> I mean, there's some truth to some of that. I'll give you that. But, but what does is, what is your weekend worship look like? Are you involved in something? Maybe it's a small group you need to find yourself involved in. How about just serving others? Taking the time to actually serve someone. And give generously. Yeah, money's part of that. This isn't a sermon on tithing. But you can give in multiple ways. Carrie laid out what, it, what this place is going to need as soon as that grass starts turning green. Give some time. You know, I mean, yes, ministries need your funding. We all need funding when it comes to ministerial things. But we're going to need your time. We're going to need your talent. We're going to need your gifts. The level of God's power you experience is often in direct proportion to how you participate. This year can be your greatest year of spiritual growth. Acts 2 verse 42, continually steadfast, never ending. How often do we do something over and over? See, these guys were continually devoting themselves to the things of the Lord. The disciples were continually devoting themselves to the things of the Lord. Continually, steadfast. Not just something of muscle memory, but something that's, that's not just second nature, but intentionally repetitive. The Greek verb for continually translates to a steadfast and single-minded faithfulness. Cause, maybe a belief, demonstrated by continued loyalty and support in order to maintain a certain course of action. In other words, we focus so much on one thing that there is no distraction, no departure, no interruption from the path. You could say that back, in, uh, that, that back then it was easy for the apostles to continually devote themselves to Jesus. They understood that more than anyone. They were, they were walking with the Lord. Today, maybe it's just too hard. Maybe we just got too many other things to do. We've become too busy. We tend to wander off mentally 
physically, even spiritually. But not only should we want to know God more, once you understand something, he wants to know you more. It's, it's more than just a one-way street. God designed us, created us for his communication, for a relationship with him, personal. Each one of you, God has a plan for. Jeremiah chapter 1 says, Before I ever formed you in your mother's womb, I already set you apart to be a voice to the nations. And Jeremiah was like us. <laughs> yeah, but God, I can't do that. But that's what he created you for. If God wants us to become closer to him, we cannot just sit back and say, God, I, don't, I, I, I want to know you, but I'm going to sit here and just soak it all up, and you, you, you just let me know when you're ready for me. God's ready for you. You've heard an entire day full of God's ready for you. There's something here for you to do. There's something in other places for you to do. We just heard of another ministry. There's a place there. There, there's, there's ministry all around us constantly to be involved in. We've got to be the ones to take charge, to formulate a growth plan, to go all in. Continually seek Him. Continually be devoted to Him. To make a decision to be continually all in. Sean, if you want to come up and play a little bit. As I shared earlier, the hand's been dealt. The cards are on the table. What's it going to be? How are you going to play this one out? You, you, you have a lot of opportunity around you. This is a, this is a volunteer summit. This is a, this is a place where I know, you know Tron's like, hey, you'll bring a message of encouragement. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to encourage you today to get your life right with the Lord. To get your priorities straight. We don't have any more time left. This is our time now. God created you for such a time as this. God sets you apart for such a time as this. You're not here today just by coincidence. You're here today because God ordained a meeting with you. He's here to meet with you today. What are you going to do with it? See, it doesn't matter to me. Because when I finish and I close this book, my job here is done. I've done exactly what he's asked me to do today. See, now, now it's up to you. You going to go all in? Or are you going to fold and walk away? There's so much opportunity to serve the Lord in so many different ways. Maybe you can't come out here and push a lawnmower around. I live four hours away. I can't always be here for work days. Carrie mentioned prayer. Yeah, that's something we can all do. We can all give. Maybe, maybe we can support something financially. Maybe we can get involved in this 22 for 22. Maybe we can give more than that. Maybe we got a bass boat. Come up here and take somebody fishing. Maybe you come and serve at a hunt. You know, I, we, we have some of the greatest volunteers I've ever seen in my life. I, I've, I've been in this place for 12 years and have never been amazed more by how many people come and serve. Now, it's kind of like church, you know. You've been to the church social after Sunday morning service, right? I mean, everybody eats big. But then next thing you know, it's a ghost town when the cleanup needs to start. 
This isn't any different. This is volunteer ministry <laughs> at its best. But it's something you can be a part of. You can be a part of changing someone's life. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. Nobody leaves the way they came. It's all up to you today. It's your choice. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me. The message is clear. You've heard it all day long. Decision's up to you now. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to ask you today, and, and I, you know, we don't normally do these types of things, especially on a day like today, but I'm, I'm going to ask you today, if there's anyone in here today that you don't know the Lord, maybe you're not in that personal relationship that we've been talking about today. I, I don't want you to leave here that way. If you feel God tugging on your heartstrings today and you feel like, man, I need to make a change. I, my life needs to be different. I don't want to leave here the way I came in. I just want you to slip your hand up in the air. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. We just want to pray with you. If that's you today, if there's anybody in here, I don't want you leaving here without a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's calling out to you right now. Father, I thank you for the opportunity for your word. God, I thank you for your message. God, and I ask you today that you seal it in our hearts. God, that you sear it into our hearts. The decision that we make today to go all in. In, in 2022, this is, this is a new decision. This is a new path. This is a new walk with you. We're going all in. Nothing held back. Lives are going to be changed this year. Hearts are going to come to know you. And we're going to be a part of it. God, I thank you for everyone in this room. I thank you for their ability to give. I thank you for their servant's heart. And God, I ask you to bless them beyond measure. Your word says that in the same measure in which we give, you'll give back. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Lord, we need some running over. Pour into us this day. Sean's just going to play a song. He's going to sing. Just reflect on the Lord for a bit. We're, we're done. Tron will come up and close us out from this point. But just let, let the Lord soak into you today. And let him change your heart forever. Amen. God bless you.